Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. It is a beautiful morning out there, and uh, you guys really look beautiful too. So uh, everything's fitting together very nicely here. At this time, I'm going to invite uh, uh, Michael Yurkadez to come forward to share with us our mission moment today. Uh, Michael, thank you. And you, you came all the way from Cucamonga. From Rancho Cucamonga, yeah. to be exact. <laughs> wow, that's a long way to be with us this morning, so thanks for the long ride. That, that's what I do. LA's a big place. Uh, thank you very much for allowing me to come here to speak on this special Mother's Day Sunday about a cause that is very near to me that I feel passionate about. It's David and Margaret Youth and Family Services. Uh, David and Margaret is one of two Southern California National Institution missions of the United Methodist Women. We were established by the United Methodist Women in 1910 through the generosity of a donation from a United Methodist Church member, Henry Kuntz, who was the president of First National Bank back then. He donated a hotel and property to United Methodist Women to establish the David and Margaret Home for Children. It was an orphanage in 1910. Boys and girls of all ages. And um, the children lived uh, in, in that particular facility until, the until 1925 when a new building had to be constructed. Fast forward to today, um, we're no longer known as the David and Margaret Home, we're David and Margaret Youth and Family Services, and that's a reflection of the 17 different programs and services that we offer. Our cornerstone program is a residential program, residential treatment program for adolescent girls ages 11 through 19. Um, they're, refer they're referred to us from the probation and foster care system um, and up to 2014. Um, our care for um, our, our clients ended when they aged out of the foster care system. At that point, when, if they were either placed with their family or if they had nowhere else to go, we did the best we could to get them on, uh, on their way. But unfortunately, 50% of, of kids aging out of the foster care system end up homeless. So as a result, David and Margaret responded to this need, and we launched a campaign in 2014 called the Campaign for David and Margaret. And that pretty much frames what our future is. We want to close the cycle in terms of treatment at our, at our facility, and so we launched the campaign to raise $25.5 million. To date, we've raised over $22 million, and out of that, a big chunk of that funding went for transitional housing, meaning that we don't turn kids out in the street when they age out anymore. We give them a place to live until they're 25. But aside from that, another component of the campaign is the workforce training center. So the kids can have a place till they're 25, but then we prepare them for, to learn how to be independent adults with all the hard and soft skills necessary that a kid needs at that age, whether it's opening up a checking account, how to find a place to live or searching for a job on the internet. The Workforce Training Center is going to provide all the supportive services and, and the technology necessary to give these kids an edge and, and, and not end up homeless. So again, there's 17 different programs and services. We owe our existence to the United Methodist Church and the United Methodist Women in particular, who were the ones that ran and cared for the kids in the early days. And our vision for tomorrow is to try to make a dent in this homelessness problem in Southern California. And our approach is through preventative measures. So, Thanks again for allowing me to come and talk about our mission with you and to raise awareness of, of the transitional age problem that we have in Southern California and invite each and every one of you to come um, take a visit of our campus, 17 and a half acres. It's a beautiful campus. We have a, a really nice store there that offers all sorts of really neat things. Um, and um, 
again, thank you very much, and um, I wish the very best to all the mothers out there. Have a wonderful and blessed Mother's Day. Thank you. And before I forget, um, there are envelopes in the pews for missionary donations. If, if you feel so inclined to support us today with a donation, please make it designated to the David and Margaret home. Thank you.
cap. Has has eggs one by one. We would like to introduce our mothers. We'll start with Sarah. Okay, Sarah's mom. Sarah. Tell them who it is. This is my mom. This is my mom. Sarah, Kapalato. <laughs> this is my mom. Yeehaw! <laughs> Let's all stand as we join together in our um, opening hymn of celebration number 710. We're going to be singing this uh, because this is Mother's Day, Faith of Our Mothers.
Thank you. As we continue with a heart and an attitude for prayer, may we join in our prayer hymn as found in the Black Faith We Sing books, I've Got a Peace Like a River, 2145. <laughs> and praise that we might come together today to celebrate, to lift up the beauty of your creation. For we know that this is a day that you have made and for that we do rejoice. May we continue to sing our praises and lift our thanksgiving in our prayers and in our songs. We give you thanks for the joy of mothers and of families, of those who've come from far and wide to join together, to be together. We pray for those who mourn the loss of their moms, who miss their hug or their embrace. We pray for those who didn't have a relationship with their mom or with a parent, that even in these times, that your peace and your comfort will abound a peace like no other. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise, for we know without moms, none of us would be here today. And we give you thanks and praise that we can lift up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears before you, to continue to pray with and for one another. For we know that sometimes there seems to be countless burdens that we bear, pressures that we face, things that continue to confront us. But in those times, may we remember that we never go through life alone, but it is in your glory and in your grace that we continue to walk with one another. So as we come now in this time of prayer, may we take but a moment to be still before you, to lift to you the things that weigh upon our hearts, or to be still and to catch a breath. May we feel your spirit and your presence here today. We come now in silence. Merciful and loving God, may your mercy flow. May your grace abound. 
that in so doing our lives will forever be transformed by the glory of being in your presence, by the knowledge and the joy that you are ever with us, that you will never leave nor forsake us. And God, as we lift up these our prayers, may we continue to pray with and for one another, to pray for the state of the world and the affairs of state. May we lift up our leaders. May we lift up the stranger in prayer. May we seek you and your guidance in all things. And as we offer these our prayers to you, may we too lift up the prayer together that your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, taught. That we too raise our voices in unison as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. come forward as we receive our morning's gifts, tithes, and offerings.
thanks and praise as we offer to you our gifts, tithes, and offerings. May you continue to use these and bless these, our gifts, for the ministry of your church through Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Receive a reading from the Word of God. Be 
May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear the scripture from Proverbs chapter 31, 10 to 13, and chapter 20, 25 to 31. A capable wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy, her husband too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellency, but you surpass them, surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share in the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the city gates. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be unto God. May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for the reading of the word. And now ask by your spirit these words now read become now living words. And that as the good seed that finds its way to good soil now digs deep roots within us into the soil of our souls and brings to us a harvest unto everlasting life through Jesus Christ, who is the living word of God, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day to you. This is a very special day, and we salute all of our mothers here today. And I'd just like to ask if you take a moment to stand that we can recognize. Well, all our mothers, please stand. <clears throat> Thank you very much. We want to recognize you on this special today. The idea for Mother's Day is generally credited to Anna M. Jarvis, who was raised in a small West Virginia town called Grafton and attended the Grafton Methodist Church. She taught in the Sunday school in Grafton. She cared for her blind sister and her mother, participated in temperance and suffrage movements, and was active in her local Methodist church. When her mother died in 1904, she sought a special Mother's Day service to recognize her, the memory of her own mother. Now, it took three years, but eventually she got her wish. This is kind of how things work in the church. You get an idea three years later, it comes to pass. Now, Bishop Gerald Kennedy, who was the bishop who ordained me, for whom we have the Bishop Kennedy room, was always reminded in one of his sermons when he rewrote the words to onward Christian soldiers. He said, like a mighty turtle moves the church of God in treading where we have always trod. <clears throat> so three days later, or three years later, she was able to get this service, and it was held on May 10th, 1907. And she and her supporters got together, wrote thousands of letters, spent a lot of money, uh, went to politicians and congresspeople, and to, in a quest to establish a national Mother's Day observance. 
And in this, finally, in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson gave the official announcement proclaiming Mother's Day as a national holiday that was to be held each year on the second Sunday of May. Now today, while most celebrate Mother's Day, there's little awareness of how it actually started, and it's kind of interesting that it all came from a woman in a Methodist church that had desired to see honor to mothers. Now mothers face quite a few different challenges than 100 years ago. It's a different world. I think it's harder to be a mother these days with all the competing things that make motherhood uh, such a difficult, at times, place to be. And yet mothers still offer this, this wonderful foundation, this wonderful structure, this wonderful understanding in society that we have to have. And that's why we want to recognize our mothers here today. And every one of us remembers that person that we called mom or, or mommy or mother or mom or any other kind of word we use to talk about them. That person can be a stepmother. It can be adoptive mother. Because being a mother is much more than just giving physical birth to a child. It is all the things that support a child, all the things that nurture a child, all the things that bless a child. And that's why I wanted to have this baptism on Mother's Day today to remind mothers what at a small age, their blessing and their strength is going to give to their child in years to come. Now, every one of us also were raised with certain tidbits of wisdom from our parents. And I try to remember some of the ones that came from my mother. We might call them mom-isms. And when we grew up, we heard them from our moms. And when each mother here became a mother, you always swore you'd never say this to your own children. <laughs> but you're probably going to recognize some that you do. As I recall, some of the more loving momisms from my own mother were, I'm going to give you until the count of three. <laughs> or four or five, depending on how slow you were. How about, I don't care what everybody else is doing, I care what you are doing. You had better wipe that smile off your face before I do it for you. <laughs> you know, someday your face is going to freeze like that. If everybody jumped off a cliff, are you going to as well? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Do you think your socks are going to pick themselves up? Your father is going to hear about this when he gets home. Don't put that in your mouth. You don't know where it's been. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Do you think I am running a taxi service around here? In my home, when talking to the four of us children, it was always Gary, Chick, Don, whatever your name is, shut up. <laughs> Are your hands broken? Pick it up yourself. I'm not your maid. Call me when you get there so I know you're safe. I don't care who started it. I said, stop it. What do you mean you're not going to eat everything on the plate? Think of the poor, starving children in... For me, it was Armenia. The biggest lie of all was, this is going to hurt you uh, more than it's going to... It's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. It never was true. Stop your crying before I really give you something to cry about. Huh? Were you born in a barn? Close the door. You must get that from the father's side of the family. 
I brought you into this world and I can take you out. <laughs> Wear clean underwear in case you get in an accident. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. And maybe just simply, I love you. Recognize any of those? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how it seems that all moms went to the same mom school with the same mom classes and learned the same mom things? We were all raised with different images of mothers from different ways of watching television. How many were you raised with Harriet Nelson? Yeah. Or June Cleaver? Carol Brady? Claire Huxtable? Lucy Ricardo? What was Ralph Cramden's name's wife's name? Alice. To the moon, Alice. Olivia Walton? Marion Cunningham? Edith Bunker? <laughs> Are there any images of mothers on the television today? I, I can't think of any. Are there? But we know that in every mother there is something special. No, none are perfect because none of the kids were ever perfect. But when I was growing up in my household for years, I remembered a little plaque that my mother had given me. It passed on to me. She gave it to her mother probably 70 years ago. It, it's a very over-sentimentalized thing. And I bet you it couldn't have cost 50 cents at the time it was given, although 50 cents probably back then would worth something. It has a place of a wall on the wall in my office of honor because I see it every time I walk into my office. It reminds me of a, a special mother, a, a loving friend, someone who gave me birth and changed my diapers and gave me my bath and sat up with me when I was sick and worried about me when I was late and usually overprotected me as I grew up and always embarrassed me in front of my friends. Who was always there when I didn't want them to be and always when I needed them to be. And I'd like to dedicate this little plaque to all our mothers here today. Yes, M-O-T-H-E-R spells mother. M is for memories dear to this day. O for the old home so far, far away. T for the thousands of wishes for you. H is for the heart that is ever so true. E for eternal, your love and no other. R is for reverence and all is for mother. Pretty corny, isn't it? And yet as corny as it is, reminds me of special people in my life and I hope yours. 46 years ago, my mother died. I actually officiated her service. And the words of our scripture today were ones that I read then, and I'd just like to remind you and all our mothers here today, a good woman, a, a good mother who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. She does good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands, and her lamp does not go out at night, and she reaches out her hand to the needy and to the poor. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she lasts at the time to come, and when she opens her mouth, it is filled with wisdom 
and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, and her family rise up and say of her, all women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. Yes, our mothers did give us something that we could never repay and you cannot buy. Of all the things my mother said, the three things I remember today on this Mother's Day are the things that she told me. When she said, you will miss me when I'm gone. And I've missed her every single day of my life. When she said, I love you. And I know that love has gone with me every day I've lived. And when she said, wear clean underwear when you go out. <laughs> in case you get in an accident, I remember that every single day in the morning. But if I had a million dollars, don't you know I'd give it all away to have even just one more time to tell my mother that I loved her and that she had made a difference in my life. So moms, today I'm telling you, we love you. We love you. And in days and years to come when we look back, we will give thanks. Because as hard as you tried, even though sometimes we went astray, you gave us the foundation and the wisdom and the love to get through life. And so I say to every mother here today and ones that can't be here, God bless you for being there. It did make all the difference in the world. May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for our mothers, for their love and for their care. We give you thanks for all the things that re remind us today as we gather here. And, and whether our mothers are here with us this morning, whether we need to make a call to them someplace around the country or the world, whether they have gone on to heaven and we speak to them in eternity, yet, O oh God, today may each one of us say thank you to our moms and let them know we love them because they shared with us the best gift of all, and that was the gift of your divine love. And this we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. As we join together now in our hymn of dedication, may I invite you to stand as we join in our hymn number 445, Happy the Home When God is There.
out and take the hands of those standing near you. And as you do, give a little squeeze. On this Mother's Day, if you have the opportunity, call your mom. Tell her you love her. If you don't have the ability to call your mom, hold her close in your heart. Remembering that the hands that we hold, we know that we never go through life alone. That we continue to share that love with one another. So may we go forth to share the love, to be a light, and to be a witness to God's amazing glory. Go now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.